Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour with your host, Sam Leibowitz. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, it feels so good to be in New York City today. Spring has finally sprung. It was a beautiful weekend. It's a beautiful Monday morning, now Monday afternoon. And uh, it just feels good to be alive. And uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest in store for you today who's all about feeling good. So I think it's a most apropos uh day for this interview. But let's get started with our quotes of the day. First, from the universe and from Abraham, let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. The thing that most regret, that most forget, excuse me, the thing that most forget while dreamily looking off into the horizon for the ship of their dreams is that such ships never sail but are actually built beneath their very feet. Oh, ye, oh, the universe. Ha, ha, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. The ship of our dreams. It's not sailing up from the horizon, but it's actually built right beneath our feet. Need to take a look down where we are every now and then to see really what is manifesting around us that's a very good quote for today and let's see what abraham has in store for us everything is happening in the moment so as you are offering a vibration in your now you are receiving the result of that vibration when you make your transition into the non-physical you re-emerge into pure positive energy and you leave all resistance behind Everyone who makes their transition reaps the glory of pure positive energy. That is really upsetting to those who want the bad ones to be punished. But it does not happen. Punishment is a concoction of man's disconnected mind. Abraham. Quite an interesting quote for today and one which I think uh, can be kind of confusing to some people. So let's just start off with the first part about how... As you're offering a vibration in the present moment, you receive the result of that vibration. However, Abraham does talk quite a bit about the buffer of time in between the offering of vibration and its actual manifestation. Because very often we offer a vibration and we think, oh, I'm happy, I'm great, I'm in alignment. Where is my stuff? And the stuff isn't there yet. And that's because... Where you are today is a result of all your yesterdays. And so you first are going to be feeling the effects of your vibration that you've offered in the past, of the feelings and of the choices those feelings brought you to. And it takes a little bit of time. We don't quite yet have instant manifestation, though I know sometimes it feels like it. And sometimes when we're really, really in super alignment with the the things we're trying to manifest, it does feel like it's instant manifestation. But most of us are not quite there yet. So it takes a continual offering of this new vibration in order for those things to be brought into our 3D physical reality. When 
do we offer and, and why does it take time? It's because there's still resistance within us around those things. You know, we say we want, uh, you know, a beautiful new house with 17 bedrooms and butlers and maids and a yacht in the backyard and uh, on the marina. But our mind comes up with all kinds of reasons why we don't have it. I don't have the money. I can't make that much money. Things like that don't happen to me. Oh, who are you kidding? You'll never get to that point in life where you're a Donald Trump like that. So it takes a bit of continued uh, continued emphasis upon the positive, upon how you can have these things, upon how abundant you are, upon how abundant this world and the universe is, and everybody can have those things. It takes some effort before those things can begin to manifest. But we naturally put out some resistance to that just because that's the way we've been brought up. That's the way we've been inculcated into society. Money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think? I'm made of money? Any of these things sound familiar? So we do not manifest instantly because of this resistance, this unconscious even resistance within ourselves, within our energetic fields. When do we completely release this resistance? When we have passed on from this physical resistance. And when we're no longer physical, but literally living 100% in our energetic spiritual body, some may call it, then there is no resistance. Then all that programming falls away. And that's why when we pass, there's nothing but pure positive energy for us. Of course, it is there. It's available to us even before we pass. It is only our own resistances that keep us from feeling it. And we all think, oh, God is punishing me because he hasn't given me my goodies. It's not God punishing us. Nobody is punishing us. These are just lessons that we're needing to learn ourselves. It is our own resistances that keep all those good things from being manifest at our feet. It is only because we think we are being punished. We're not being punished. These are merely steps along the path to bring us to that place of true enlightenment, of living in the light, of living in this higher vibration. You know, we focus so much on all the things wrong with the world, on all these issues around us, on who, or what this president did or that president did or this war in this country or who slighted us or who stole from us that we miss out on all the glorious stuff we still have. I've heard so many stories of people with tremendous physical disabilities, but who had incomparable attitudes in life and who eventually, regardless of their physical conditions, achieved amazing things. You know, there's a video I saw on Facebook several times um, of a a guy who, who lectures at high schools about the importance of when you fall down of standing up. And this guy is a quadriplegic. He literally has no arms and no legs. And he kind of shows what happens 
as 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 he kind of squirms out of his chair and he he's he's kind of literally like standing up like a weeble almost what it's like when he tips himself over and falls down and how he learned to stand up, inching himself up inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter with his forehead, pushing himself up until he could stand erect again. And it shows the audience of these high school teenagers who are just in tears, in tears over what this gentleman has just done. I wish I could remember his name. If anybody you've seen this video and remember the gentleman's name, please call in and let us know. But if someone like that can overcome the obstacles he was born with, what is the big deal about not getting that raise? What is the big deal about somebody shortchanging you on your cup of coffee this morning? What is so awful and horrible that we can't focus on the fact that it's a beautiful sunny day and that nature is all around us and there's such beauty in it? So... I hope you like today's quotes of the day. You may not agree with them, and that's perfectly all right, but there's definitely something to be learned from them. And as I said, I think today we have a wonderful, wonderful guest who really embodies these quotes. Uh, please welcome with me uh, Valerie Shepard, an author and life mastery expert. Um, Valerie has developed a four-step happy-to-be-me process that guides people to greater happiness, success, and fulfillment. Her greatest passion is sharing this uh, process in her curriculum with uh, teenagers and young adults and intends to take this uh, process global through a nonprofit organization she's founded called Hearts Awakening. Valerie is an inspirational keynote speaker, a published author, a university professor, and a certified laughter yoga instructor. Yes, I love laughter yoga. That's so much fun. And a member of the award-winning professional improv comedy troupe. Ooh, keeping those improv uh, skills active. And her newest book, Living Happy to Be Me, is due out in the summer of 2015. And so we'll learn all about that. Valerie, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Hello there, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing this uh, wonderful day? I am fantastic. It's a happy Monday for sure, and I'm so grateful for, to be on the show with you and your audience. Ah, well, it's great to have you here. I'm very curious how you got to be known as the Sherpa of Happiness. Uh, but before we get to that, we only got a couple of minutes before break. I'd like to always start with kind of people's background and, and how they got to where they are. Because, you know, so often people hear um, people I interview and bring on the show and they're like, oh, well, listen to them. They have all this success. Of course, they're so happy. And they don't realize that, you know, many people came from not necessarily such a happy place when they were younger in life. Is that the case with you? Yes. And, you know, and I'll start by just answering your question that you just asked a minute ago. The speaker that you're talking about is Nick, um, and I think his last name is pronounced Vajicic. Oh, Nick Vajicic, yeah. J-I-C-I-C, but I'm not the expert on that pronunciation there. Yes. And so I didn't have uh, a situation like his, obviously. I have both of my arms and legs. <laughs> and I actually had um, what I thought was a pretty good childhood. Um, uh -huh. But underneath the surface, there were things that weren't that I was interpreting as not so great and therefore mm. not feeling so happy. So I haven't had, you know, I talk about happiness today and I talk to people about how to be in their space of joy, peace, love, and freedom. 
Um, but I actually am able to do that because it wasn't always that way for me. And I can see where I've uh, come from. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Valerie, well, we, we need to go out to break. So let's go out to break first. Then when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more of kind of, you know, the challenges that, that you kind of met and, and what brought you to this path of happiness and, and what brought you to be known as the Sherpa of happiness. Okay. Absolutely. Sounds great. Wonderful. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Join us, Alan Seinfeld and myself, The Mob, as we co-host the 9th Annual World Peace Earth Day Celebration, Thursday, April 23rd, from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. A conscious community gathering with seven world leaders having a panel discussion. There will be indigenous ceremonies, live performances, and community participation. That's Thursday, April 23rd, from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. at St. John's Lutheran Church, 81 Christopher Street, near 7th Avenue. Doors open at 6 p.m. with a 6.30 pre-show. For tickets and info, go to www.planetheart.org. That's www.planetheart.org. Or email info at planetheart.org. Come on down. TalkingAlternative.com Happy music today. So, uh, Valerie, tell me, I understand that you're the daughter of a Marine, so that must have been a pretty tough household to grow up in. Oh, yes, it was. It was a pretty high disciplinarian household, and uh, you know, my mom was a pretty strong disciplinarian, too, so kind of got it both ways. Uh, and, and so, when you started off, I mean, did you ever think, like, you know, that this would be your mission in life to, like, uh, inspire people and help them to laugh and do laughter yoga and good stuff like that? 
<laughs> no, that was pretty far from my consciousness awareness back then, mm. Sam. I was really about um, making money, mm. um, rising up through the corporate ladder, being recognized as an expert. I was highly analytical, so I spent most of my time in my logical left brain uh. um, and very much a command control style from my um, upbringing mm-hmm. and also about kind of um, ego-centered uh, aspirations, getting, you know, my things. I wanted lots of toys and mm-hmm. things so that I could feel good about myself and my success and really externally motivated and focused and, and actually not really um, in love with myself. I kind of was mm-hmm. a taskmaster and um, pretty hard on myself emotionally. Mm-hmm. I take it since you were hard on yourself, you are probably hard on most of the people around you as well. Yes, that is absolutely true. And um, what was interesting about it is I would hear uh, from my staff, usually when it was too late to do much about it, but I would hear in um, performance evaluations and stuff that um, I taught people a lot. They sometimes moved further, faster with me as their boss, but uh, they didn't really have very much fun. And uh, that they they experienced my energy, my presence as often angry and Mm. um, unapproachable and, um, you know, difficult to really have a relationship with. They could tell I was the boss. I made that (laughs) unequivocally clear. Um, And like I said, we had a lot of success, lots of successes. And, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't energy that I even wanted to give. When I started hearing about it, Mm. it was very sad. It was Mm -hmm. a very sad thing for me to hear because that's not who I wanted to be. Mm. And that's not even who I... I understood that I was being. Thank goodness people found the courage to presence for me their experiences of my energy because otherwise I don't think I would have gotten as uh, deep a connection to it as I did so quickly. Mm, I see, I see. So I take it things must have come to a head at some point. There must have been, you know, some <laughs> crisis or something that kind of shook you up and said, oh, my God, I, I really need to change because if everything's going along fine, we, we don't change unless we kind of hit some big resistance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So there were a couple things. The first one was, you know, Confucius. There's this saying from Confucius that I have in my book, uh, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> and it was kind of like, well, even though I moved, I changed jobs, I, I changed friends, I left cities, there were things that I did um, that I thought were a part of the situation, right? Changed mm-hmm. the external environment. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't aware that the external environment was really reflecting what was going on on the inner plane of me. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first thing, like, okay, lowest common denominator here is in all these circumstances, with all these people and all these different things going on, there's me. I'm the one common denominator. So that realization started an interesting journey. And things came to a head when uh, I was in a conference room one day out here in California. I was working for ConAgra Foods at the time and Mm. um, was in a conference room with a meeting with my team and felt like I was having a heart attack. And I, I had these symptoms and I wasn't sure they were a heart attack, but they rushed me to the hospital and after a bunch of tests and things, I was diagnosed with a condition called a benign superarrhythmia, which basically says there's nothing physiologically wrong with your heart, but we can see on our instruments that your heart is doing some bizarre things that should have a cause. Mm. And so um, that was the point at which 
you know, I went on this journey to find out, okay, if my perfectly normal heart is doing some perfectly abnormal things, where's that coming from? And that was mm-hmm. a 100% inner journey. Wow. Wow. And and so what kinds of things did you do to kind of learn like what was going on inside of you? Well, there were multi multiple things. So uh, I did some different workshops and went to different retreats to kind of get connected to what was going on below the surface of me. Right. Well, you know, where where do my beliefs and values come from? Why does there there are a couple real um prevalent behaviors, call them knee-jerk reactions, that I started noticing. I started paying attention to how I was behaving, the choices I was making, the thoughts, those little thoughts inside my head when things would go well or things would go wrong, the conversation I was having with myself. And I just, instead of kind of pushing those things away or accepting them as the way they're supposed to be, I just went into them. You know, I went Mm. more deeply into who am I really and is the way I'm being a true reflection of who I am really. Mm. And if those things are born of some other definition of myself, how do I get rid of them? Like, how do I shift them? And that's, that's where the four-step process came up for my book, was asking uh, those questions uh, and then okay. sort of doing the homework and the self-reflection and introspection to follow it through. Right, I see, I see. And and how long would you say was your journey from f- when you started, like kind of looking inside and saying, okay, there's something going on here, I got to figure it out, until the point where you kind of started to feel whole again? Well, you know, I will say this. I think I started to feel whole the minute I asked the question. Ah, um, okay. I yeah. feel like I opened a doorway Mm-hmm. to my soul communicating to me, even with the little stuff in the way, mm-hmm. but at a deeper level. So I think I really do believe that the moment we say, I'm ready to know the truth, the truth shows up, and we have a different mm-hmm. feeling, even while we're still working through the manifestations from past beliefs and past actions. So it felt pretty instantaneous to me, and then it just got deeper. It, mm-hmm. it just I went As I went higher into this, understanding of my consciousness i feel like i went deeper deeper mm-hmm. deeper into myself and the two are just um beautifully connected now and, and i'm curious was there a particular point at which you know was there something that kind of made you say like you know what i really want to share this with the rest of the world or was it kind of just a gradual process that as you felt better and better about yourself you, you just started naturally kind of sharing things and then you realized hey you know what more people need to learn about this it was a gradual, and okay. you know, the catalyst was people asking me what was going on with me because everyone could tell the difference. Uh-huh. You know, so my countenance changed, my inner connection to who I am changed, mm-hmm. and then obviously that was reflected differently in how I showed up in the world, mm-hmm. how I responded to things, and the people closest to me noticed. Mm-hmm. People who hadn't met me before, maybe not so much, but those right. who knew me really was like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. They, they, going? And, the, yeah. the before and after Valerie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm not sure I'm fully to the after yet, but it's, yeah. it's an evolution. <laughs> so, so, but I mean, was there, uh, was there any particular thing that kind of made you say, you know what, I want to do this full time. I want to spread this to the world. You know, what, what kind of made, got you to that point where finally you said, 
you know, to publish that first book, to, to really like make this path fully your path with both feet on it full time? I just had a sense, Sam, after mm-hmm. talking with people, that this was my purpose. Like, this uh, is my noble purpose. Okay. I, I have always been in some form of messenger role, which is very interesting that um, mm. I didn't necessarily claim it as that then, mm-hmm. but I've been in right. I've been in dramatic and performing arts since I was three years old. So that's a messenger oh. role. That's a mm. taking a um, story and telling it with your whole self, your right. voice, your right. facial expressions, your whole your body as the instrument, all those things. Um, I have dabbled in music and, and art and other forms of creativity. As a um, corporate executive, I was also a teacher in corporate universities and a trainer. I, I coached young girls in soccer, and I always had more than than uh, the stuff to say about soccer. I would talk to them about life. Mm. In second grade, I was called bossy, and it was really <laughs> you know, a form of leadership. Uh. I could see what needed to happen, and I would try to rally people to do it. But at that point, obviously, I was using my command and control mm-hmm. energy and right. not what I use today. So I feel like it's been a long journey coming to fruition. Like, we can't outrun our noble purpose. I really feel like mm-hmm. people sometimes feel like they've missed the boat in their lives. Mm-hmm. And then you see the 90-year-old who's running the marathon or the 80-year-old mm-hmm. who goes and gets her master's degree. Right. And and I use those as examples to say there's, it's not possible unless you just keep turning your back. But right. once you're open to it, um, it will um, unite with you and uh, unfold into a magnificent experience if we'll mm-hmm. get our egos out of the way and allow it to be so. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like once we get out of our own way, so to speak, uh, that we can really have uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous things to share with people. Yes, it's it's like the... You know, if the, the ego would be the voice saying it's too late for that, um, you know, you don't know if you'll be successful, right. um, you don't really know how, you know, I hear the ego telling me all the time, I don't know how to write a book. And right, I listened right. to that for several years. I oh, don't wow. know how to write a book. Right, right, and, right, right. Yes, you've um, never done that before. Yeah, finally, it's like, well, you know what you might want to do? Just write something. Right. <laughs> if you, you know, if I, when I let go of the idea that it had to be a book, and that my ideas about what it took to write a book, which really weren't, <laughs> weren't rooted in very much truth at all. Right. Um, they were just stories I made up in my head out of fear. Right. You talked about um, what the um, gentleman on the previous show was talking about, false. Evidence appearing real, yes. Evidence <laughs> appearing real. And uh, I have a one that one of my friends told me that is much more empowering, which is feeling excited and um, ready. Uh, that they're kind of similar. That excitement and ready can mm, be as kind of physiologically and emotionally similar to feeling fear. But anyway, mm, so just like I don't know how to write a book. I don't know how to start a business. I don't know how to leave my job right now when I'm in my 50s and go do something I prefer to do. I don't know how to make right, money being an artist. Like right. All those stories uh, that we tell ourselves are really just roadblocks to us being the truth of who we are. Mm, mm, uh, that's so true. That's so true. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, you know, it's time for us to take another commercial break. What I'd really love to get into when we get back from this commercial break is if maybe you wouldn't mind, you give us uh, the audience a kind of a quick overview of your four step process of uh, being happy and talk a little bit about you being the Sherpa of happiness. Okay. 
I would love that. Wonderful, Valerie. Wonderful. So everybody, <laughs> please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And of course, if you'd like to ask Valerie your own questions or call in and, and contribute to the show, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant, and I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and my guest this hour is Valerie Shepard, the Sherpa of Happiness. So, uh, Valerie, so why don't you just kind of, if you could, you give our audience a, a brief overview of, of what is your four-step process to help people to be a little happier in life? Sure. This is one of my favorite topics, and it's um, really a fun thing to go through with people when they really apply the steps. So step one is wake up to the truth of who you are. That's about getting clear on yourself mm -hmm. as more than human. It's mm -hmm. really connecting into you as a spiritual, human, integrated being. Mm -hmm. And there have been many way showers in the world who have demonstrated this and that it's our responsibility and our gift 
to be able to connect in with that mm. energy and to leverage that, to mm-hmm. use that, to be that, embody that in our lives. Mm-hmm. So step one is wake up. Mm-hmm. Step two was is shake up and release all the things that are not in alignment with that. So that was the mm-hmm. part of my journey where I had to confront where's the anger coming from. People can feel it. I'm noticing it. Where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. And is that really in alignment with my spiritual, my highest consciousness, the best of me, right. the most magnificent of me? And is it allowing me to have the peace and the love and the joy and the um, abundance that I want in my life, or is it somehow getting in the way? Right. So that's step two. So we've got step one, wake up, step two, shake up. Step three is make up. It's make, mm. it, make up a new story about the way you want your life to go. Like, what is that mm. that you want? Right. What is it that you are trying to create? And how do you bring that to life in a way that's in alignment with you and actually reflects that deeper self, that deeper longing, that deeper passion, that deeper vision, that highest consciousness idea uh, and ideal for your life. Right. So kind of like using your imagination to really uh, uh, bring out what it is that really are your true deepest desires, not what society tells us should be our desires. Exactly. And it's so... Um, it's sort of funny, strange, funny, haha, and funny, sad how many of us are um, kind of sacrificing our true happiness, trying to run that race with kind of societal values and with other people's definitions and ideas right. of who we are and what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And then the last step, step four, is about living it, like making the choices over and over and over and over maybe a thousand times a day if you have to, and every day choosing that higher ground all the time. So it's called take up, and it's about taking up the reins and actually living this vision, not having it in a dream book or on a vision board, but what is it that you're doing, actively doing? What's your Mm. commitment to this version of you that is about your highest and best materializing here, you know, bringing that heavenly idea into the earth plane so you can have it. Wow, wow. Beautiful. Oh, that's You know, I love it because it's a very simple but not necessarily easy process, I take it. Um, when people come to the work, where do you find most people usually have the most challenge, or is it just all over the map? You mean in the four steps? Yeah, in the four steps. You know, I am usually approached by people who have some sense of their spirituality. So they they're, you know, they're not atheists or agnostics. They, for the most part, are people who believe um, some portion of the step one process. So okay. they may be having trouble connecting in and really feeling it, and they're not getting enough support for that. Mm. Um, so there's some people in, in the step one. Mm. And then a lot of people are in the whole step two. There's so mm. many false beliefs, so many deep wounds. They're woundology, yeah. as Carolyn Mace would say. They're, yeah. they're being run by this um, egoic um, aspect of the not self so much that they're having trouble separating, you know, mm. where where the true self and the wake up step leads off or begins, and where this false self got rooted, mm. and how to separate the two. So that's usually where people and the way they come to me is the same way I got into the work myself. Something triggers this feeling of dis- dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that I was incredibly successful, very successful corporate career. 
was very pleased with my life, had come to California to be a vice president of a very large portfolio of business. Wow. Thought I was, you know, kind of thought I had arrived egoically. Look at me was the kind of yeah. feeling I had. Hallelujah, this is my ticket, right? My ticket's been punched. But then there was, you know, in the midst of all this success, there was also this deep inner feeling that something's still not complete. But this isn't, this isn't completely right yet. It's, mm. Why do I have such success and still feel empty? Why do right. I, why am I feeling alone, surrounded by people? Why do I feel um, unsettled when I supposedly have reached, you know, the arrival point in my life? And that's what I get. And I get it not just from adults. It's interesting. And one of the reasons I love focusing on young people is they're feeling it too. There's something out of whack and they're not really sure how to go after it, but they're not wanting to live with it the way it is yeah. anymore. It's interesting. Actually, you're, you're reading my mind because that was sort of the next area that I wanted to delve into, which is why you're so passionate about working with younger people. But And, and I see it myself that like the younger generation like they don't have to go through the years of being in a corporate career to kind of feel dissatisfied with the way things are, do they? They're kind of ready for this kind of a message at a much younger age. It does feel that way. And I, yeah. I love working with young people because I feel like they shift a lot faster. Yeah. They feel they're less entrenched. They've walked around in the false self um, a lot shorter period of time than a 40 mm. or 50 year old right. and um, they're much more open to kind of abandoning something and starting something new trying mm. on the behavior mm. mulling it over and coming back to me and saying well this is what happened now what do I do yeah. and I love that I love as a um, guide as a supporter as a facilitator I love seeing the transformation happen yeah. and um, and not just the transformation but seeing where they land and the, mm. the smiles on their faces and to feel the energy in their hearts around um, this new place and like, wow, I can do this. That, mm. that, that sense of you know, going from impotence in the situation and not knowing to a place of feeling empowered and um, accomplished and free to sort of make choices in a way that supports you, even if other people don't get it. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. And, and so what um, inspired you to create your nonprofit? It was just a business decision. I have, um, uh. I have about 12 years of nonprofit development work as a part of my overall marketing career. I started my marketing oh. career, in fact, in, in cause-related marketing in Washington, D.C., and I did about eight and a half years in a consulting capacity and then about four and a half years inside a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was about how do I make what I'm doing less transactional? So mm-hmm. instead of having to deal with marketing a workshop and selling tickets and, you know, as, as speakers would say, putting butts in seats, yeah. how do I <laughs> find some sort of sponsorship that enables me to just go and speak and work with people who may not be able to afford to pay, whether they're adults or young people. But I was thinking of places like the Boys and Girls Clubs where I've spoken and um, homeless shelters where kids can be and lots of places where there are young hearts and minds that are ready for this kind of um, wisdom, but they don't have access to it. And how Mm. can we support them? So that that was the genesis of the idea for a nonprofit. Oh, interesting. Beautiful, beautiful. And now the, I mean, the nonprofit is, is active and you've raised funds and you're going around the world doing this stuff. 
<laughs> that would be so awesome. I'm going to speak that into truth. Yes, that would be great. Right now, we're we're a startup. No, oh, okay. Uh, so, so, so you're in startup phase with it. Okay. Yeah, we're still in startup phase. We've got some feelers out there for major grants, and I'm bootstrapping and supporting it. And a few people have made um, small contributions and. Okay. We're taking it one day at a time. Beautiful. Well, what's the if people uh, are listening to the show like want to learn more about the nonprofit and maybe even contribute? Where would they go to do that? Oh, I would love that. It's Hearts Awakening. Hearts with an S. Awakening dot org. Oh, okay. Hearts. And there is a there is a button there for making a, a contribution. We are a five hundred one c three tax exempt organization. So beautiful. Tax deductible to the extent of whatever's going on in your tax portfolio and right. Great. hallelujah if you'd like to make a gift. So, so so, just to give a quick plug to one of the other shows, you know, we do have a show on this network all for nonprofits called Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio that airs on Friday. So you should definitely uh, take a listen to some of his shows because he's got great shows um, for small, specifically for small and mid-sized nonprofits like yours to, to have access to tools and things and knowledge that oh, the big nonprofits uh, use all the time. Yes, and you know, Tony and I have connected. Oh, and so, wonderful. Yes, I have listened to a little, a uh, couple of his shows. We've connected on email, so I am feeling cared for in that oh, regard, yes. Excellent. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, I love that. Yes, like me that. too, actually. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So, um, how did you become a laughter yoga instructor? Because I love laughter yoga. I've experienced it a few times here in New York. I know a couple of wonderful laughter yoga teachers here. So it always amuses me to hear people, how they fall into that work. I definitely fell into it. Exactly what you said. <laughs> I was hosting a one day workshop and uh, a couple of years ago, and I was posting about it on uh, Facebook. And I got an email from a gentleman in Chicago who was a laughter yoga leader, and he asked if I would like to have laughter yoga as a part of my one-day workshop. And I, was, I, I had never heard of it. I didn't mm-hmm. know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, I flew him out here. He came, and the second half, the first half of the workshop was kind of emotional release, the, the wake-up and shake-up steps. Mm-hmm. And the second half of the workshop was the make-up and take-up. And as a part of the writing the new story, we did a whole bunch of, uh, he wanted to do laughter yoga. So it was the first time I had experienced it. Mm. And then he referred me to a group right here in Laguna Beach. I think one of the longest, contiguous, seven-day-a-week laughter yoga clubs in the world. Oh, wow. And um, it's called the Laguna Laughter Club. And we laugh every day of the week, rain or shine. There's a gazebo that we laugh under if it's raining. I don't go every day, but the club is there every day. Wow. And that started amazing. my journey, and I went for a while. And at the point when I started doing it, I really was deep into the emotional release. And I remember the very first time I went, I was we were laughing on the beach, and all of a sudden something came up and out of me, and I just was bawling. I was laughing, bawling, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, mm-hmm. laughing for like an hour. Wow. And the crying went on for a couple of days. Like something got popped open really and some yeah. anguish, sadness, hurt, fear, rage, whatever, got moved mm. from the laughter. And it released, and I just felt so peaceful and blissful, and I just have continued going. I don't go every week, but, I mean every day, but mm. I laugh every day. And Wonderful. It's, I decided, well, it seems to have fit my work. Everybody mm-hmm. who was at the workshop loved the laughter portion, mm-hmm. and it, it goes along with 
being a happiness teacher, so I just decided it's worth it to me to incorporate it into my work, so I got a certification. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Oh, what a better place. What better place in the world is there to laugh like that than Laguna Beach, California? It's a beautiful town. Right. I've been there a couple of times. Um, On the sand. And there are times, oh. Tim, when we're out there and someone will tell whales and we'll, we'll see whales. We see dolphins. Wow. We see all kinds of beautiful. Oh. I mean, it's, a, and it's amazing backdrop to be wow. on the sand, playing in the water laughing. All right. Well, I tell you what, Valerie, next time I make it to Laguna Beach, I don't know when it's going to be, but next time I make it, I'm letting you know, and you're going to have to bring me to the club so I can laugh on the beach. <laughs> oh, gosh, I would love to do that. I'd be honored. That would be so oh, awesome. Be my honor. Be my honor. Okay. Time for us to take, believe it or not, our last commercial break of the show. When we come back, let's, let's talk a little bit about the book, and I want to hear a little bit about your, your improv comedy troupe. That's a fun thing to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> Everybody, so please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Bombadida, 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 
continuing with our happy music for the day. Um, so tell me, Valerie, about the, uh, the book. Uh, right now you're planning on releasing in the summertime? That is the plan. Oh, we okay. are, you know, I'm, I'm letting go of um, specifying a date yet until I'm working with the designer and we've gotten to the place where we're like, okay, let's pick a date. But we okay. are targeting uh, like mid-July. Okay. Cool, cool. And um, where will the book be uh, available if people are interested in finding it? Where do you plan to put it out there? Uh, it'll be available in Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. So we're going with a um, a fairly substantial distribution, and we're looking cool. at international distribution as well. So we haven't worked oh, out all wow. the, dotting all the I's and the, crossing all the T's, but definitely... Well, international through amazon oh cool will you also do an e-version of the book or just it'll be just printed there will be an e-version yes we'll ah. have the hard copy uh living happy to be me and then we'll have the e-book now the difference is this book is a combination of a sort of um discovery of the four steps and an explanation of what they are and how they work in your life and mm -hmm. things like forgiveness and prayer and things like that so there's there's a part of the book that is all about um, sharing wisdom, so instruction, that kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. the second half of the book is takes kind of three areas of your life, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your habits and habitual patterns of thinking and behaving, and then your relationship with the world, like you out in your world. And it gives some guidance on how to do those things better in a higher consciousness, higher vibration way from the inside, which creates all mm -hmm. the things that you're looking for on the outside. And mm -hmm. that part of the book is very much about interactivity. There's some suggestions, and then there are places for journaling and uh, um, maybe gluing in pictures of your experiences. And so it's a living document. And, and the reason the book is called Living Happy to Be Me is because it's a lifestyle. It's really a choice that you make over and over and over again every single day. It's not, mm. it's not a read this book and you're done. It's, mm. it's really like a journal that uh. you take with you and make it a part of your, your life. Oh, and cool. so the, the e-version will be a little bit suboptimal for people who really wanna, want to make use of the, the writing part. And it, it's going to be four colors, so it's not just going to be filled with uh, wisdom, but also it's my desire is for it to be elegant and beautiful uh and fun i'm so sure it touches the heart yeah and fun i'm sure yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm curious in 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 some of the things i've seen you 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 focus a lot on the heart and what you call the heart vibe why do you focus so much on that i found through my journey mm -hmm. that where i was constricted in my life was the heart mm. and you know the the benign super arrhythmia was the wake-up call that mm. the wounds that I was carrying were affecting my heart they mm. were wounds around not feeling lovable mm. um, not feeling worthy right. um, feeling out you know outside of what would be considered normal and acceptable and wanted and those were creating constriction energy inside my heart Right. And so I went into an exploration around the heart as power, and I'm a, I'm a soon-to-be certified um, enthusiast of 
a study called HeartMath. Oh, uh-huh, the HeartMath Institute, yes. Heart yes. Yeah, so yes. I'm, I'm going for a resilience certification. So oh, I've been practicing HeartMath for probably five years. The church that I've been attending is a HeartMath hub, oh, wow. and we used to have weekly um, exploratories and practice sessions around using HeartMath tools. Uh, and so based on the heart map data, I have been you know, telling people that, I mean, that the brain is very powerful and we need the brain. Mm-hmm. And yet when we aren't connected to the wisdom in the heart, that intuitive mm-hmm. sense in the heart, we're, we're con- we may be missing more than half the boat. You know, right. Albert Einstein, my, one of my favorite quotes, which is yeah. in the book, is the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and yeah. the rational mind is a faithful servant. Uh, we have created a we have created a society that honors the servant, servant and yes. has forgotten the gift. Yeah. And so, for me, the heart is the seat of the soul. It's where the intuitive mind resides. When we're mm-hmm. connected to it and we live really focused on it, mm-hmm. we have a much better, easier, faster, funner time. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, real quick, if people want to just learn more about your work in general, what what uh, is your website? The website is heartoflivingvibrantly.com. Wonderful, wonderful. And if people want to get in touch with you, get on your mailing list, all that good stuff, they can do all that through the website? Yes, they can. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, I just got a couple of minutes left, but I want to hear about the comedy improv troupe you're a member of. Yes, it's called Improv City. We Uh do live professional improv comedy, multi-award winning. I started improv a few years ago, maybe five years ago, uh, just as a way to keep myself fresh and yeah. in the moment, and it's a ton of fun. Wonderful, wonderful. Where, where do you guys perform? We perform in Orange County at the Back Bay Conference Center in Irvine, California. Ah, uh, and, and, and when, when are you usually there? The, the pr- troupe performs every... Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, two shows a night. Uh, I'm usually there about four times a month. Wow. Okay. All right. Good. So definitely something people can check out in the meantime. So um, before we sign off, I was wondering if maybe there's one quick thing that you can give our audience of something to help them to be happy today in, in, in the present moment. Yes. My number one happy thing is get in, get into gratitude. And the more that you are in the gratitude in the moment with whatever is already there, like without trying to change it, just allowing and accepting what is already present to be okay, look for something good in the midst of it, and it'll change how you feel already, which raises your vibration. And then longer term, the more you practice gratitude, the more you create a vibrational shift that allows you to attract more of the things you want all the time. Yeah, beautiful. I, I'm a big, big believer in gratitude. Those people who uh, faithful listeners know I always talk about having a gratitude journal. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you list out those five things that you're grateful for, and it creates a, a wonderful sort of emotional state to enter your day. I so agree with you, yeah. Sam, and especially if people will take that gratitude into the things that are more difficult in their lives, not just the things that are exactly what they want, that it really has power. Right, right, right. Yes, to see that that silver lining around the cloud or even to really find a way to be grateful for the clouds because we need the rain, right? And without the rain, the flowers can't grow. 
that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wonderful, Valerie. It's been a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to come on the show with me. Thank you, Sam. I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity, and I send love and light to you and your audience. Uh, thank you so much. And once again, uh, Valerie's website is heartoflivingvibrantly.com. Please go there and check it out and join her mailing list so you can learn all about when her book is released this, this coming summer in 2015. Uh, Valerie, listen, you have a wonderful week, and uh, you let me know when you're coming to the Big Apple, right? Absolutely. Yes, I will. All right. Wonderful. And I'll do the same when I make it out to the left coast. Please do. All right. Take care. Uh, That was uh, Valerie Shepard. She's a a fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council that I'm a member of. And we we had on not that long ago, uh, Teresa de Grobois, who's the founder of that organization. Um, It was a wonderful, wonderful interview. It's still up on the archive. So go to the website on TalkingAlternative.com. You can definitely access that. And we've got, um, I've already had a couple of members of the Evolutionary Business Council and several more amazing people coming up in the future. So everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, coming up next week uh, another wonderful guest Um, uh, don't have the paper in front of me right now but uh, you definitely want to tune in for that and coming up next we have a reprise of the premiere of Kevin Barbaro's show Coffee Talk 3.0 where he uh, um, brings on an amazing guest and talks kind of about what uh, brought him to join Talking Alternative and restart his uh, radio show so I hope you will stay tuned for that Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. 
Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 